Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this man here joining me as ever is Mr. Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek, how are you? All right, David, how Good. are you? I'm very well, yes. Feeling a bit woozy, actually. Woozy. Oh, did you walk here? I walked here, but you gave me an ice cream before, just recently, what I've eaten. And the dairy has... Well, I'm suggesting that you may have drugged the ice cream. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that process would be, and I'd have to make my own ice cream and then sort of pallet it into the middle of the Oreo cookies. I mean, it'd be a very laborious process just to drug you and well, steal like you, your sounds like you organs. What? It sounds like you fought it already. <laughs> How much do organs fetch? Oh, I'd say in Britain, I'm not sure. Probably hundreds, if not thousands. Do they... Because you probably can't aid the organ, can you? What do you mean? Right, so say you're going to buy a kidney. Yeah. It's got to be... Uh, stolen recently you could put it on ice I know but that kidney could come from a uh, you just see the kidney and it could be from a 70 year old man or from someone recently just recently died I th- and you couldn't tell can you put something I think like a forensic a- pathologist could tell yeah but not on the black market if you go oh there's a kidney no you go I don't know is that an old kidney or has it just been kept in someone's pocket for too long but you couldn't tell the thing is what I'm saying is you, how do you know what when you're getting well, I don't. Yeah, it's very hard to know. I mean, that's that's the a risk qu- you that, run with the black market, isn't that it? That is a question. It's not for regulated. Our listeners. Yeah. The dark web. <laughs> the dark web. Have you got any experience in the dark web? What's it like? Um, what is the cheapest organ you can get on the dark web? Uh, how much do you think it costs to have a man killed? Depends where you are. I think. Yeah. Depends you get to do it. It's bloody London. The prices are through the and roof. Now, I mean, ten years ago, you could have got paid a week's salary. You could have killed at least five or six people. <laughs> That's right. Not these days. It's political correctness gone mad. Absolute scandal. <laughs> uh, we're not here to talk about murdering people on the dark web. Um, we're here to talk about films. But before we start, we should say we're sponsored by Her Film Project, who are an organisation that help promote diversity in films. Um, and a website is herfilmproject.com or you can follow them on Twitter at herfilmproject um, so it's a worthy cause and if you are trying to get a film made or you're just interested then please do check them out a film about organ donors yeah I don't think I've seen a film about someone having their organs stolen I think I've seen something about some waking up in a, in a bar full of ice. Or I mean, that's an old urban legend, isn't it? When and you, your kidneys have been nicked. Yeah, you've got two fingers at your bum. 
to severed fingers. Yeah. Well, they've given you some change at and least. Different, different. <laughs> <laughs> Taking your kidneys. There you go, two fingers. Have one of that, two of those, but they're from different hands. Sure, sure, sure. That that's nice. Well, uh, that's interesting. But you went to the cinema. I went to the cinema this week, and I saw um, in the ongoing saga. I saw uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. The third reboot of Spider-Man in what feels like as many years. What is it, 10 years, 15 years? Uh, Well, when was the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? Not long ago. Amazing Spider-Man, I'm looking it up now, was 2012. So it's been five years since the first Andrew Garfield Absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's all about the internal wranglings of who owns what, because before this old Marvel extended cinematic universe uh, gravy train started with Iron Man, um, they had licensed Spider-Man to Sony. And so Sony did the the ones people quite like, actually, the Sam Raimi ones. Did you watch those? Yeah, with, quite um, like the early ones. With Tobey Maguire. And the, by the third one, though, it was terrible. It had gone really... I can't work out if Tobey Maguire gives me the creeps or not. Well, then he probably does. Yeah. But also the horn, and that's why you can't tell. He doesn't give me the horn. No one's (laughs) going to get the horn for Tobey Maguire. (laughs) Probably not. And then uh, Sony tried to reboot it after the Sam Raimi ones uh, to limited success, but basically they have relented finally, and they've gone, okay, you can bring Spider-Man back into the cinematic universe. And so it is entitled Homecoming both because it's the homecoming dance at the high school that Spider-Man goes to, but also because the character has come home to Marvel Studios. I a double see. meaning, you see. Well done. Um, so this he's as he's uh, younger than he's ever been, I think, on on screen. He's a fourteen-year-old kid in this. He's fourteen. Well, the the actor is, I believe, nineteen. Because that because I was thinking about this, if they'd actually cast a fourteen-year-old kid, you're still growing when you're fourteen. So they could make a sequel, like in two years' time, and he might have completely changed and become really hairy and wide. Yeah. So they've gone for a nineteen-year-old. I imagine he's basically shooting webs all waking up all over his room, waking up covered in webbing. It is. Why are these socks covered in (laughs) spiders' webs, Um, Peter? Yeah. Um, It's so. It's um, it's Tom. Is it Holland? Holland. Who is Dominic Holland's son? Who is a comedian from the circuit? He was going before we started. Yes. And is and I think Tom Holland was in. the stage show of Buddy Elliot, wasn't he? That's right. Is that right? Yeah. I okay. think that's everyone thought, all oh, right, we'll get him to become a superstar. Yeah. So if you ever want to become a film superstar, get in the child acting role. Just make sure you have a father or mother who's already in the business before you're born. That's that's my advice to anyone out there. Yeah. Um. So basically, they, they've tried to make this like a John Hughes um, sort of breakfast clubby high school movie. You'll be very pleased to hear it isn't an origin story there's in fact one line that I found very funny Uh, there's quite a lot of funny lines in it but acknowledging that where he just happens to mention to his best friend at high school that he was bitten by a spider and the best friend who's this kind of fat Filipino kid he's good actually he's very good um, he says well can the spider bite me and then I'd have powers and uh, Peter Parker just goes no the spider's dead 
that's the end of it. Um, is which he, is quite is nice. he a good, Tom Holland? He's excellent. He's re- he really, really works in the role, and it's nice to see a, a different character because he's a. He's, they, they spend a lot of time on you know the sort of yeah John Hughesy sort of kids going through kids stuff. Uh, the baddie uh, is also good news. It is uh, Michael Keaton playing yes. basically Birdman. He is. Oh really? Yeah, he, he's uh, the vulture, isn't he? The, the vulture is the name of the the character in the comic books, and the sort of people describe him. The comic him books as a really, really old, like an old bloke. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo in, in, in sort in of green spandex. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he is um, a sort of middle class working dad who uh, gets screwed over by a big government, and so he goes into illegal arms sales uh, using alien tech from the pre. From uh, when aliens attack New York in the Avengers film, so he's built himself these sort of flying wingsuit to heist uh, people's collections of alien hardware, so we can steal it and sell it on, basically. Which so so, is not that bad, really. Well, uh, he's selling weapons to criminals, but yet, what is nice is it's not—it's the world. The entire world's going to end. It's not. Yeah. It's a smaller story, and uh, it, that feels. Very positive that they can bother telling these smaller stories. I, well, I put, a, I posted a video I really liked by some bloke called Daniel K, Simon Cade, who just both makes films on YouTube, quite young, and it's called uh, "The Problem with Superhero Movies." It's on our Facebook page. Okay, it's a really nice short how he describes. What are the bullet points? Well, basically, the same as what I said that it's all too big. Yeah, you f- fail to find any emotional connection. Yes, with them, and it's all just totally everything is overblown yes um, this is it gets closer I wouldn't say it's 100% successful it's still slightly overblown with all of the you know we're, we're heading towards a set piece because it feels like we have to have one by now and all of that stuff there was only one moment in it when I went oh you know in terms of story and for my book uh, for my money for your that, book or for your money? In my book and for my money. I want for um, your book and in your money. You can you can you can dive into my money all you like, mate. Uh, it's uh, it doesn't quite get there. Still, uh, stories should be like oh oh cool, and you should be drawn into them rather than see them passing like a ride. Which again, this is pretty much like a ride. But it's got some fantastic comedy cameos in it from people you'd recognise from some of the best American comedy TV shows at the moment. Um, it's a different story and it's it's one of the best films they've made I'd say Michael Keaton just brings class to it like he's excellent yeah. he um, and Robert Downey Jr. is playing the mentor character so basically I've had enough of Robert Downey Jr. have you? Yeah. I don't know he's very good I mean I rewatched Iron Man fairly recently and it's still the best film they've made the first one? yeah yeah, I mean, I'm just not going uh, to watch any more superhero films ever. I'm done. Even though this one has got it's got good reviews across the board. Yeah, everyone's liked it. How many Davies do you give it? I'd probably give it seven. I mean, it, it's oh, not doing... that not as high. No, no, because you it, like you, like you, I, I, you know, I'm 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 invested in this because I want to see what they do with it. I've said this before, but the idea of an expanded universe, I love. I mean, I, my favourite thing as a kid was Star Wars. I like uh, people who bother building a world. Like, I think that's intrinsically sort of enjoyable. These films, as we've we've said before, you know, I, I give them a bit more credit, but they they have 
stagnated and they keep doing the same things this is a step in the right direction it's still not a it's not a perfect film it's doing it's still slightly dull what vi- what superhero or villain rather would you like to see spider-man fighting your idea of spider-man what actually from his rogues gallery or just someone i've made mm, up made up <laughs> right well like this what would be a spider's nemesis like bath man Bath man, a man who is the shape of whatever bath he was last in. I was thinking of man, uh, a villain called Percy Pantsdown. Yeah, what's he do? He goes around putting Peter Parker versus Percy Pantsdown. Yeah, he goes around putting people's pants and trousers down. Oh no, but so but he couldn't with Spider Man because he's in a onesie, isn't he? I know, but he's got a special way of doing it. <laughs> he's got a contraption he's built, mechanical contraption. To, to first of all, he starts putting people's pants down. Yeah, and then what he does, he shouts over it. And then everyone turns around and sees the person with their pants and trousers down. For a fourteen-year-old boy, that would be mortifying. Yeah. So I can see that working actually. Um, so and it's a smaller story, isn't it? But do it's you not... think that would Spy- Spider-Man say, yes. "Is it worth my time defeating Percy Pants down?" Yeah. Or shall I just buy a better belt? <laughs> oh no! But is it worth? Uh, you're a superhero. Yes. You heard about Percy Pantstown going around putting people's pants and trousers down. Yeah. And you've got, you think, you know, I've only got... In one so, go, yeah. I've only got... So, he's very good at it. He's very good at it, yeah. Um, he can actually undo the belt buckle and pull with one hand and pull the uh, pants down from the back. Oh, my God. It's like this, literally. You're walking down the road. Yeah. Over here! Oh! Ah. Um, so, is Peter Parker going to actually spend time getting Percy Pantstown I think he would because he uh, part of his um, journey in this one if you like is whether he is ready to take on the world stage with the Avengers or whether he should be a friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man first and sort of just be keep to the local level so Percy Pantstown would be right in his remit actually as a sort of local troublemaker so do you think it's worth me writing to Marvel drawing up a couple of strips in in I you mean, know, on, a, on a on a napkin. And I would say it can't hurt, but I think it might. They could have you sectioned or something, couldn't they? So it might. You're off a Percy pants down, <laughs> just for some of the other stuff you've done. You're not done anything that weird. <laughs> Very careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and do you want to say anything more about Spider-Man? No, I mean, I think if you like superhero films, then this is sort of. Uh, the best one of recent years it, it's, they're still ploughing on doing their thing you know that's it really it's it's enjoyable and actually people who like sort of Stranger Things or any of these sort of evoking the spirit of the 80s because it's it's still on vogue they're still doing it in this yeah it'd be good if they actually did one for the current times I know yeah actually worked out what is a contemporary sort of feeling because it felt like in the 80s they had their own films very very much so you know they were really high concept fun their own music their own colour palette and everything in the 90s the same you know you had the Tarantinos of this now world now everyone's own... singing there's that pitch perfect bullshit well it's now sort of all they've like right we have enough ideas and enough looks and enough stuff now it's just pick and mix isn't it it's just pick and mixing from the past that's what a terrible thing when when uh, films influence television so the pitch perfect was basically just a lot of pricks singing in each other's faces and then I turned on my television on Saturday and there was a TV programme yeah. of just people singing at each other in some sort of singing battle right yeah oh is that the one with Mel Gidroch hosting it I don't know it was awful right, yeah. it was just another singing thing yeah. but just people 
who I mean forgive me for saying that people should have been uh, bullied at school and, and had their confidence crushed they wouldn't do this <laughs> I'm right. saying, yeah, I, I mean, this is controversial. Bullying in this country has had its funding so I, I think that uh, there's no bullying and there's no, uh, you know, what's a, what's a punishment at schools? It's not called, um, when you used to get the cane in the schools or the slipper or discipline. I mean, that's a bit before our time, isn't it? Just at the end of Did my... Did you get cane? There was, at my school, there was like a slipper. No, a slipper? yeah. yeah. When I was about when I first started going about when I was about five or six, just the very end end of the slipper. The end of the slipper yeah. goes right in. He's on the Isle of Wight. Just the toes. Just put the yeah. Just put the the beak in. <laughs> oh, um, that sounds revolting. I'm glad that didn't happen in my school. But I think a lot of people would disagree with me. There wasn't enough. The bullying is now was being sort of cut out in schools. I'm sure people at school would disagree with this. And then we're now seeing people singing in pitch perfect battles on television, which we wouldn't. I think where does this come from? Where does this stem from? Right. And logically, I've gone back to the lack of bullying in schools. Okay, so you're you're for a return to 1950s levels of bullying. I am going to apply for government funding <laughs> to bully to children. go around schools and just go okay. Uh, one, just and just go give them all names. <laughs> yeah, like horrible nicknames. Horrible. That will, that will stay with them their whole lives. Yeah. Like, Based on one thing they've done, or one tiny yeah. little thing. Your piss pants. Yeah. That's your name now. That's done. Your vomit head. Um. All right. Well. Good luck with that. Quest. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will do, agree with me. I'm sure they will. Well, on that note, it's yeah. time for this. I should say we we are running out of letters again. Are we? Unless we appeal for to let this people stop sending them in, and in a couple of weeks' time, it is our three hundredth episode. That's three hundred weeks of Marit coming round to my house. <laughs> No, not quite. Not quite. The first, I think I just joined. I joined at number fifty. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. So, big, big old centenary. What are we going to do? Ask for money. Ask for money. That is <laughs> a special, as a special thing. Why don't you, you send us three hundred pounds? <throat> celebrate us having three episodes by sending money. Sure, that sounds. I, I mean, I love it when people send money. Um, here's a letter. Who is it and what do they want? It's from Andy Behan. Right. Subject, Okja, which we reviewed a couple of weeks ago. Super pig. Hi, Dave, American buddy. Watch Okja this week. You know, a Netflix-produced feature. Apparently, director Bong Joon-ho chose Netflix because it will give him complete creative control. I didn't know that. Mm. The film turned out correspondingly unique. Apart from anything else, it switches between languages in a fluid way I'm pretty sure I've never seen in a big-budget film. It's a sort of surreal morality tale about the food stroke meat industry. The main character is a young Korean girl and a gently modified pig. Um, I actually felt, thought it felt a little like a children's movie from the 80s in that it was filled with adventure, heartwarming, had some jokes in it, but it was also surprisingly violent and disturbing. I'm not, everyone would, not sure everyone would enjoy it, but I really did. 
It was made in a proper budget and it shows the inventive chase sequences and stunning landscape in particular that would have been nice to see on a real screen. I say it's better and more ambitious than most things out on general release. Worth a watch, especially if you don't have to pay for a ticket. Let us know what you think and keep watching the films. Well, that letter came in before we recorded the previous... Oh, right. But, um... I mean, you made a lot more um, salient points than I did. That's the word, isn't it, salient? <laughs> salient points, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and he didn't mention uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's enormous performance. Yes, I, I do think... It, she did say it was like a, more like a children's film, which I do agree with. It was maybe We talked about how well that was because it was the Korean sort of yes. influence making with a big sort of comic What you were describing sounded like the comedy uh, performances in anime. Yes, uh, specifically. But um, uh, I saw on a side point. I saw Nocturnal Animals last night. I watched. That, oh yeah, another that, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal film. That would. Did you find it? Some people found it very sexist. Uh, interesting. I found it the the scene on the highway in particular one of the most uncomfortable scenes to watch because it felt so un, unscripted. You know. Yeah. It was uh, very very well done. I did find. I thought the author of this film is a sexist. I did, I did feel that watching it. And there's a story within a story in Nocturnal Animals. And I, at first, I thought it was being incredibly clever that you got this sense that the author of the story within the story hated women. But then I also got that exact same sense from the framing device. <laughs> so that that immediately cancels really out how start, clever it those, is. Um, is that someone of the fat ladies dancing? Yeah, the obese women dancing. It's. I, because I, I knew nothing about the guy who had made it, but I had a guess to myself about halfway through the film, and uh, I don't know what this says, but I, I got the sense I was like, I think this is made by a gay man who doesn't really know what women are for, apart from obeying his commands. And then I looked up who had written and directed it, and it was a gay fashion designer who's used to be <laughs> being around models who have to do everything he says. Tom Ford, yes. Exactly. So I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I got that sense from it. It is a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. But undeniably well made, I think. I mean, it's different. Yeah. What's weird, I've got a weird thing where it, it was when Amy Adams was in two films at the same time, which was Nocturnal and, 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 and Arrival. Arrival. I still haven't seen Arrival. And I watched those probably within the same week at the cinema yeah and they've sort of weirdly merged my brain has compartmentalised them into a similar single film yeah where Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Jimmy Bobo what's his name uh, Michael Shannon no the other one I love Michael Aaron, Shannon Aaron here, Taylor Johnson no 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 the guy in Arrival uh, Jeremy Renner oh Jeremy Renner yeah I've sort of merged into one Mike, um, Michael Shannon I think is excellent in it one of the best faces in cinema he's a good man um, well, uh, we've only got, uh, haven't got many letters. Maybe we should save that uh, that next letter for next episode. Just wow, one letter. Well, one letter week. Crikey! Oh, all right. I can make up a letter. Go on then. Oh, here's a letter, Marek. Why don't you read it? Dear uh, David, Marek, and Buddy, I love your podcast. You guys are simply cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every week I learn something new. It's informative and educational, and much better than all the other podcasts out there. I can't understand why your listenership has remained stagnant for almost five years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
I think a really good idea for a superhero villain would be Percy Punkstown, who goes around putting people's punks down. Well, Did you read a... this before? No, I didn't. This is it's just come what in. It's just come in during the recording. Creepy, creepy well, coincidence. That, well, that has um, supported. What's the word for um, reinforced? Yeah, reinforced your faith in uh, in Percy Punkstown. In as my a ideas. Yeah. Whoa, thank you. Um, Who's that Ma- from? Michael, Michael Maydup. Michael Maydup. Oh, keep watching the films, Michael. Oh, that's good. I mean, uh, if we, well, we could just do this if we don't get that. Just, just yeah. Um, we could just do this as well for films. I mean, why watch any films? We'll just talk nonsense for talk a... Absolutely. See if we can actually just get those listenership down to literally just Chris Webb. Yeah, that's it. And maybe Martin Appleyard. That'd be nice. He's been quiet though, hasn't he? Yeah, it's been a bit quiet. I hope he's okay. Um, <clears throat> right, well, I went to see a film that several of you recommend, recommended. I didn't went go and see it. I bought it on Amazon for just 99 pence. That's quite good. And you can watch on Amazon Prime if you have an Amazon Prime. But I, I do not. Do not. Mm. But you can have a month's trial of Amazon Prime. Yeah, I've already done that before. It's really good, isn't it? But then it's not worth it's all right. a month. You know, if you get it at the wrong time, they're not adding many new... If you get it at the wrong time You just want to get it things, around Christmas when you want erratic. to order stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Tony Erdman, I believe it was nominated for Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film. If in doubt, this is my, my go-to thing for watching films. If you're trying to find a film to watch, you know what to watch. Just look up the list of Oscar... Best foreign language films yeah. from all the years, and they are almost nine out of ten of them are brilliant. It's a surefire. If you don't mind reading, reading subtitles, it's just the best way to find out an unusual film you probably haven't heard of, which are better than most of the films on uh, uh, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. Tony Erdman is written and directed by Marin Aid. You can't pronounce that. A German director. I looked her up and work found out she is literally six months younger than me, and I felt depressed. But also happy for her. Mary, come on, mate. Lots of people younger than you have achieved far more. You're right. It's not just someone who's six months younger. Most people. <laughs> no, I, w- I wouldn't go that 50, far. Fifty percent of people. Half the people younger than you have already done more than you. <clears throat> well, let's move on. <laughs> So Tony Oman is a story about um, a far a dad who's sort of probably in his sort of late fifties. He's divorced from his uh, wife. He's got a new sort of family, and it's sort of, he's obviously a bit slightly mental, but in the, he's just eccentric. I'd say. Yes. He finds different things funny. So it opens up with him. He's going to a school thing. He's got like horror makeup on. And he just wanders around afterwards with it on, just not giving a shit. Quite enjoying the fact that other people are... And he says very dry things. He's somebody who doesn't really... Of that age where you no longer give a shit what people think, which is great. Anyway, his daughter is almost the opposite to him. And she's a business lady who never sees the family. And she works as sort of a consultant in the oil industry and is deadly serious and always on their phone and not contacting him. So he decides to go out and visit her when she's going to do uh, business in Romania and she sort of leaves him waiting around for hours and hours and goes uh, and he believes and it's just a preamble to it uh, basically what happens is he decides to <laughs> pretend to be his alter ego called Tony Erdman 
which involves him sticking some false teeth in and wearing a really bad wig and just introducing himself to all of her business clients. Um, and she can't say anything because she's so worried that... <laughs> so she it, clearly knows it's him. Well, she knows it's her dad. Yeah. She doesn't want to say, this is my dad, and embarrass herself. She just pretends she doesn't know him and go along with it. I mean, this is... Uh, I watched the first... It's two hours and 42 minutes, which is very long, especially for a comedy. But the first 45 minutes I found so refreshing. So refreshing from watching... The, uh, the superhero films and the it's just the cameras sort of following them around and there's time as I get older I appreciate I think smaller things and the t- unusual things and the thing <coughs> certain nuances in performance which you can only have when you've got time mm. so awkward silence can only be really awkward if you've got two people sitting there for about a minute doing it just and trying to and going for a whole gamut of emotions rather than it just being dialogue dialogue yeah, driven yeah. and it feels really refreshing to watch I don't know whether it sustains it for the whole time and it's certainly not it could have been there's some there's lots of laugh out loud moments it could have been properly hilariously awkward but it is more of um the relationship between the son and daughter and him just trying to tell her that life's more than just business. So it's just really... I can see why it's had all the uh, the plaudits there and I really think it's great. And it could... You could see it in watch eyes. I thought this could be absolutely brilliant and I'm not sure how... Maybe a bit of... If it was tightened up a bit, then again, it sort of needs that time to breathe. Mm. It needs that. I mean, the American remake will undoubtedly I'll be, I'll be tighter. Be fascinating because Jack Nicholson is playing. Uh, so in Tony Erdman, it's Kristen Wiig. I've just <coughs> looked it up. Yeah. So um, Sandra Huller plays um, his Wick, daughter sorry. Innes, and Peter Simonchet plays the the father. I mean, you can really see Jack Nicholson playing that character. She's so good as this cold. I'll be interested to see how Kristen Wiig's going to play it because she plays it totally straight right you know she's not there for that and she's got sort of quite a cold face uh, Sandra Hula who pronounced it plays so she's perfect foil for this deadly thing not deadly complete opposite character I don't know what I said deadly for how oh, weird why did I say deadly deadly maybe yeah. something to do with this gun <laughs> um, <coughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed it how I, many Marricks it's feeling like it's just come shy of your sort of nine, ten. I think eight. Okay. Because the ambition's there. I, I would like people to write in and tell me what they think is. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to watch it and go, it's not for me. I hate that. But this is, this is the film, this sort of film I love. I love foreign language films. I like weird stuff. I like it when the timing different when it just feels like I don't You've know You've not watched Greasy Strangler yet, have you? No. It's all made so. for you. I mean, yeah. I just, feel, I just thought, I just thought it was really different, and uh, the performances were both absolutely brilliant. But really interesting. You, you see these characters, you think I've never seen this character mm. before. I've never seen a dad who doesn't give a sh- shit. Who um, you could see why it feels a bit like the Met, why Jack Nicholson was chosen to play it. It's a bit like him and as good as good as it gets. That's well, he's part. he's been for decades. 
uh, a guy who doesn't give a shit what people think yeah. of him. Yeah, I mean, he'd be, be perfect for this yeah. role. Whether he's as good as this bloke, because uh, Simon... Sorry, I mean, he's probably listening. He's always definitely listening to this. Peter Simon, Simon check is brilliant in this role because he's got this... And he's just really funny without trying to be funny. Right. Who's just not... He, he never really... He, he's not playing for comedy. He, he, he's just doing it to amuse himself. And there's something so glorious about seeing an actor who doesn't give... You know, a, a character who doesn't give a shit and he just likes the awkward... <laughs> Awkward moment. Yeah, he's just toying with his daughter. Is just his daughter's got some friends there. He's saying when he offered go, and she's it's brilliant. It's not really spoilers, but she just said she had an awful weekend, and she's uh, <clears throat> her dad came to say it was awful with her two friends at the bar, and then he turned round. I suppose it's spoilers, and he's he's a guy behind them with a wig. <laughs> it's just it's just great, but it could have been brilliant. But I recommend for a bit of fresh air watch Tony Erdman these are the bloody films that should be in the cinema All it's right. very loose very loose cinema 99p on Amazon as well I've been using the uh, the toilet t- the toilet more and more frequently what's that about as you get older you find that you'll get up early you probably won't go for a whole night's sleep without going ok well fair enough uh, no I've been using the Just Watch app and it is really good actually these days Oh, uh, it's also a website absolutely but what's good about it is you can pick the streaming services you have and ignore all of the other ones and so it tells you on a day by day basis what titles have been added I'm going to get it right now yeah it's excellent um, so uh, I've been able I've got into the swing of my own routine of checking it in the mornings to see what's been added so I can sort of plan my week's viewing which is quite nice but I recommend it anyone who's got a smartphone or just use the website but it's called Just Watch but if you've got Netflix and you know one other or you like to download things off the iTunes store or off Google Play or off Wacky which I use which has just recently been rebranded as Rakusen or something like that oh that's quite good that one yeah it is Uh, uh, so I just keep an eye on that and see what it helps you get your money's worth from Netflix and the like because you don't miss things if you I went to best foreign language or foreign language foreign cinema on, on Netflix and those are really great stuff on there that we've mm. uh, we have talked about yes but uh, no good good well I think that's it for this week uh, as we've already said we are very low on letters so why not write us with uh, anything you've thought about films or anything you've seen a childhood film that we haven't talked about before or even if we have and you've got your own take on it then go to filmfandango.com and fill out the form there also we do all of this for free coming up on 300 weeks in a row uh, which is incredible but um, if you've enjoyed the show and would like to contribute towards our crippling debt that we've accrued over those 300 weeks then again filmfandango.com and click the donate button everyone who has thank you thank you very much thank you sorry I was just I was looking you were miles watch, away I was you? doing this just watch thing yeah it's good isn't it yeah oh yeah uh, what was that thing we said at the end uh, oh yeah keep, keep watching, watching the films, films. even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.